Hey everyone, welcome back. Betsburts Golf here with my friend Andy Molitor to talk about the Wells Fargo Championship. Andy, what's going on, bud? Yeah, pumped. This is a good one. This is a good three weeks. Actually, four. I don't know how everybody loves Colonial as much as I do, but it's not a bad tournament. Honestly, the whole summer now, like from here on out until you get to the Midwest, it's pretty good. Honestly, it's it's eight weeks, and then suddenly it's like, oh, hey, hey, then you get hit by a John Deere tractor and uh, a 3M Post-it <laughs> note and a rocket mortgage and such is life. And those events aren't the greatest fields, but them's the breaks. You can't have it all. There's three majors left. We got the playoffs. It's going to be a fun four months here heading into what we now know is an actual real-life swing season. I was a little worried about that, so. This is this is I kind of kind of think where everyone hits their groove. This is where I get to watch a lot more golf because, you know, just things are ending. There's not as many basketball games. The NFL draft is off my mind now. Now it's mostly just you know pre prep for everything else. And yeah, this is a this is a good one. And it's been a weird one because, you know, like you said, the biggest thing is the the history here is kind of goofy with uh, the major redesign overhaul, whatever you want to call it. The fact that we didn't play here last year, as you can see on the screen, Homa won this. So here, I'm going to go back and forth. Max Homa won this, but he didn't win it here. They played at TPC Potomac because they had the President's Cup at this course, Quail Hollow, and apparently it takes 90 months to prep for that, so they couldn't have this event. <laughs> that said, Max Homa has won at Quail Hollow, so... Like, you know, don't don't discount it completely. And he's a very good golfer. But it's, yeah, last year's data, that is the biggest thing. Toss it out the window unless you're just using it as, you know, this is data of golfers playing on a tough course in this part of the country, which then it's usable. It was a tough course. I almost had to eat some words, I believe, last year. It was uh, some decent scores round one. It's like, oh no, somebody somebody went pretty low round one. I'm like, oh man, because I swore like we're not getting in double digits here. And then of course the, the next three rounds, the course yeah. bared its teeth a little more. We saw a few more struggles. Homo won it with an eight under, which is actually, all things considered, a pretty good score. What uh what do you remember about honestly this year, two years ago, three years ago? Yeah, it is. Uh, well, it's, it's an interesting course too. So also, I don't think you can really grab anything from Residence Cup either because mm -hmm. they changed like some routing. And again, when you're dealing with team events and things of that nature, it's a little harder to you know see if there's anything sticky there. But you make a good point. He Max won this event twice, but he has won it in both places. Pretty massive redesign in 2017 as well, uh, heading into the PGA Championship, which is also held here. So I think trying to grab anything you know pre-2017 from a course history standpoint is pretty noisy because they've done uh some lengthening they changed some of the hole layouts like first hole used to be a pretty hole and now it's a pretty long extensive dog leg to start so it's it, you know this is again they've hosted the president's cup and major championship golf here so this is a very challenging golf course so um it is a long one too we're looking at uh, a long 7500 plus par 71 there aren't a lot of courses that kind of compete with that type of distance in terms of regular rotations so it is a, a stretching course so length is going to come into play here quite a bit 
Yeah. And also, too, just again, if you are looking at anything President's Cup wise, they played that in September. You know, we're still yeah. towards the end of this, good this weird part of the spring where the agronomy is a little different than, you know, September isn't, it's the end of summer. I mean, it's still summertime. So the course is going to play a little different at that point of the year. But yeah, it's, it's long as shit. It's hard. And uh, second straight week where we get to say bombers, bombers are okay here. We've seen this. And one of the, one of the jarring stats I read, I don't know if Ron posted or somebody posted this basically said Rory was like dead last in the field in fairways gained one of the years that he won. Like basically the guy hit just zero fairways, but he's a good enough driver of the ball and obviously good enough all around game. He still won the event. So T to green is important, but hitting the fairways is not, you're not going to get in a lot of trouble here. You're not going to be, you know, too worried about spraying it a little off kilter. And, you know, a lot of it is going to come down to, if you are, I don't want to say scrambling is important because it's not for everybody. Like, I think it's, hey, are you shorter off the tee? Better hope you can scramble because you're going to have tough shots into the greens. The greens are going to be a lot tougher for you on these these long irons. So like, But if you're a bomber and you're able to take some of these easier shots and find these, these greens aren't going to be that hard for you to find at that point, I'm not so worried about your scrambling. So I did kind of look at some guys that, hey, you can hit the ball up quite a ways off the tee. I'm not so worried about your around the green stuff at this point, because I think you're just in a way better situation irons wise. So it's uh it's going to be, it's going to be different. I mean, this is every course it's different based on your skill set, And I think you, you often see that where you have these two, two stats like this, like, Hey, this matters unless it doesn't, because you're just never going to be in that situation. You know, kind of one of those things where I was able to cross a few guys off or add a few guys to the list uh, in that way. And there's some, there's some, I mean, it was 7,500 yards. There's some long holes here. So some yeah. of these guys are going to, if you can't be long off the tee, you better be good with your long irons. It's hard to parse through it. I think you make a really good point because the greens are bigger, like about 6,500 mm-hmm. um, you know, square feet in, in greens. So you will have some guys on greens but far away some longer putts um but because these greens especially as we get closer to the weekend they get fast so they get hard to hold even for guys that have you know shorter wedges in there too so i do think strokes gain short game something has to come into play a little bit in terms of now strokes gain short game is is kind of encompassing both putting and around the green and chipping when you miss the green because it's you know even if you have a short you know short iron in hands some, they're going to be hard to hold as we get closer to the weekend. So yeah. um, it is a combination. It's hard to, to kind of parse through because you don't want to double count and say, Hey, like to your point around the green might matter less if you're on with approach, right? If you're, we want you to be really good from a, a proximity of 175 plus. And if you're making greens and reg there, but we're also giving you credit for being really good around the green, like that didn't come into play as much. So it's, this is kind of hard to, parse through from a data standpoint. So I do think it should be part a little bit, um, but you also can look into like a three putt avoidance or, you know, uh, bogey avoidance too, because again, you're going to have some long lag putting here for these guys as well. So again, it's a championship golf course. They are holding the president's cup here. JT won the U S open here back in 2017. Like this hosts majors. We should be kind of dancing around upper single digits, 
um, and maybe low double digits depending on, you know, any type of weather. And again, this is another place like uh, Augusta where they have sub air underneath it. They could do kind of whatever they want to do from a, you know, a, a playing condition standpoint. So yeah, I don't know why I'm wearing it. I'm wearing a U.S. Open hat today. Not the right one. But, hey, Tory uh, Pines, good, good comp course. Good. I comp know. Course I just, here. I just do. I do like this hat. And yeah, like you said, that's kind of the last point here. It's not an easy course. They have majors here. They have the Presidents Cup here. Like, and with the the redesign and how long this is, it's going to be tough. So, it's it's awful tough. I see a lot of people going down the board, but the people who are doing that are the kind of people who are betting in Europe or Canada or three six five, where it's like, yeah. I'm fine with you betting on this guy with a 10 way each way. Yeah. Like that's yeah. okay. Like at a certain point I did, I didn't go very far down the board today. I absolutely did not. This is going to be much, much heavier in matchups. I stayed away from matchups with Mexico due to the, you know, I said, Hey, there's going to be guys out of nowhere shooting like 63, 64s. That sucks for matchups because it's very hard to predict just a, a super hot putting around on an easy course. I like matchups on tougher courses, right? I know what I'm going to get. And that's why I did dig so deep into, you know, players thinking about how a certain player, a specific player lines up with a course like this, where, Hey, he has this weakness, but it's mitigated by this strength because of this course, or, Hey, this guy's proximity sucks, but his three putt avoidance is elite. You know, you know, you you can look at sets of stats like that where one can mitigate the other, or you know, I'm I'm going with the positive spin on this. There are sets of stats like that where, you know, it can exacerbate a problem. You know, obviously, the, just going the straight opposite is if a guy's proximity sucks from kind of the buckets where they're often to be hitting their second shot iron shots, and he's he's left often with very long putts on these big greens and it's like wow this guy's just been kind of a chipping wizard where he's been fine you know finding his way around the green like that it's like well he's going to be putting though it's not going to be a lot of chipping here because these greens are so huge he's likely going to hit him and just leave himself in really long putts which has been a struggle for him and then you can say well this guy's a clear downgrade for me so maybe a bit of advice something to look at when you're kind of looking at the course, how it's going to play, and how you think your certain golfers that you're looking to to better fade are going to play on a on a specific track like this. And you can parse through all that data on the site. Um, again, monthly subscriptions just nineteen dollars at BetSports Golf. Um, super cheap, super cheap, twenty bucks. Um, and then you can basically build your own model. You could feed it all these things. We keep talking about long distance proximity. You have about fifty six percent between. Um, oh, you, you froze like a motherfucker there. New router is coming today, though. We're pretty excited. We're pretty excited to get Newton on uh, on the fast internet this afternoon. But yeah, I, I, I have sure. no actually no idea what you're going to talk about there. So again, oh no. Yeah, you froze up bad. Well, should we uh, – let's talk about some guys we bet on because I did make some bets, sort of, kind of. I'm getting there. Ryan Ryan, just throwing his hands in the air. It is very frustrating having tech issues, and he's very frozen with his mustache like that. Um, Dan, I, I, put, him, put him up. Put him up. I bet somebody <laughs> near the top of the board. I don't love doing this. Well, there you're back. 
I did uh, I did take someone near the top of the board. Not a guy I like, um, but I'm the kind of guy who bets on Patrick Reed on the regular. So sometimes I bet on people that not everybody likes. But Cantley, I found a 14. <sighs> Probably should be 10. I mean, look, the last point is the biggest point. When I look at like form, function, stats, <sighs> it's just this is Rory McIlroy with a better putter over the last 50 rounds. Like they, they, they don't, uh, I, I don't know why we're not putting him in the elite, I guess. I'm not a hundred percent sure why Patrick Cantley isn't in the conversation with the other big three at some point. Maybe it's just a lack of big wins. Like, you know, Scheffler rattled off, Rom rattled off. And it's not like Rory's won a bunch. Rory, you know, it's, it's, it's mostly just really high finishes and good golf from him. But this is essentially the Rory McIlroy stats package, except he's putted better over the last 50 rounds. So, and he did, he hit the two biggest stats here. He's top 20 in the field in driving distance, not the, you know, cam kind of bomber, but bomber enough. And then also top 10 in greens and regulation. I parsed that down to greens and regulation on like tougher courses, you know, firmer greens, places where the shots are going to be a little longer, except, you know, for him, they might not be. He does have a big driver. So I think like just, just based off, Hey, you're a, you're a good driver of the ball who also is a, an elite greens and regulation stat. I'm going to put you above some of these other guys. The fact that your number is not, you know, not up there with Rory makes me want to bet. This This is more of a price thing for me. And then just the, the bogey avoidance as well. Like if you are, you know, if you're in a course like this, a tough course, a championship course, you said we've used this for majors. You do need to stay out of trouble because the scores are not going to be super low here. You can't you can't have stretches where you're bogeying three out of five holes. You can't have trouble. And his bogey avoidance has been elite uh, over the past fifty rounds. So can't lay fourteen. I'm uh I'm down with that. I don't love getting this high on the board, but I, I was forced to here. It's kind of where we're at with the designated events. Um, yeah. I thought it was very ironic that a moment ago I'm explaining that hopefully this is the last crappy internet session for me because I'm upgrading my internet this afternoon and then my it just goes haywire in the middle of that uh, that uh, that take. So yeah, I, I like Canley here. There's really no holes in the game. Again, designated events. I we have to kind of go to the top of the board. This one's a little different because we don't have Scotty and we don't have Rom. Um, so I think we are seeing some of these guys in that Cantley tier that are kind of compressed up to the top of the board. Cause you mentioned the big three, like Cantley is four in the world in terms of official world golf rankings and such. So he kind of is the next dude on the board and there just aren't any holes in his game. I think you do mention the lack of big wins is probably why he's maybe discredited a little bit. We probably would have some situations where maybe he's 10, 12, uh, in some weeks if he had closed the door in one of these bigger events. But uh, yeah, I, he's just a guy that like you run any type of statistical modeling any week and he's in the field and you're going to be like, oh yeah, can't leave. He's been pounding it off the tee this year too. Like I know you mentioned yeah. fairways don't matter, but like he's in it far and fairways too. So he's just putting himself in uh in good position. No one wants to bet on him because no one wants to be rooting for him during the weekend too. So there's, I know, that's, a piece that's, of what, as well. that's what sucks. I'm betting on guys I don't like at all this week, which stinks, but no, and that's, that's true. Like we said, Hey, accuracy doesn't matter as much here. It's not like it doesn't help. You know, we, the rough isn't penal. The fairway is still better. Like it just, Hey, the, if, if hitting it in the fairway is a 20% drop to hitting it in the rough, 
you know, maybe it's only 10 here. You know, it's less. It still helps. Like the fact that he's hitting it straight, pure, and putting it where he wants it, it's not going to, it's not like, oh, that doesn't matter here. So, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, resigned to, resigned to bet a guy I don't love, but such is life and I want to make some money. Yep, I like it. I definitely was hoping that we would, and I don't know why, especially as I mentioned without Scotty and Rom, that we would get something closer to 20 on some of these guys, um, Cantley in particular. And yeah, that's that's not happening. So no problem with that there. Let me see. Yeah, he's uh, sixth for me, which is you know, surprisingly lower. But there's literally like he's doing nothing wrong. Um, and basically anything in the last couple of months. So no problem. No, I, you know, it's good to, and it's good to do like rankings when you build your model, but also look at too, like, look at the gaps, like, because yeah. it's, it's a chunk at the top for me. Like there's five at the top. And that's again, that's why I said like, why would I bet Rory at this price when I can have, Hey, we have Rory at home. You know, it's like, Oh, it's Patrick Cantley. It's just uh, without the stupid accent. So. Give me 14 to one on him rather than, and I know a lot of places have 12. I'd probably bet it down to 12. Uh, if, if you're seeing like 10 or lower, maybe stay away from that. Looks like FanDuel in terms of domestics is the best on the board right now. There are 15s, uh, but there 15 are 15 now, Jesus. 15 to FanDuel, but there are 12s pretty much everywhere else. So nothing wrong with your 14. Go on to done. All right. You're up. Uh, I mean, first we, all, for- we all know, we all know where this is going. <laughs> uh well yeah I'll, I'll start there because uh I, I tried to talk myself out of reasons to back max homa this week and i just couldn't do it i couldn't really find a reason not to you mentioned um again i'm not what well, course history legit has nothing to do with it but he did win here last year cashed to 60 for me which is lovely um i'm obligated to take my family out to uh, ice cream when that happens and there are multiple times when i'm at my in-laws uh, when that happens and my wife is, uh, she's got a lot of family. So I spent most of uh, my, uh, last year's, um, homo winnings on ice cream for my family, but yeah, he's, uh, the rest of his game is just, it fits here, right? He loves playing here. Um, there's really nothing that he does poorly and I have him, uh, you know, he's like 10th on the betting board and he should be closer to these other guys closer down to, to 20. So 25 on homo is bettable. It's actually a move the other way in the right market, which is interesting. The books are not afraid to take your home money, which I think is, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that uh, per se, but uh, there are, I believe, 29 out there on FanDuel currently. There's just really nothing that he he does poorly. He's really strong in par four scoring. Um, he is uh, takes advantage of the par fives. The short game is is excellent. Uh, three putt avoidance is, is nice as well. So Homo would be my first off the board. I kind of clicked in the same range as well because I think we have to. I think we have to kind of change the way that we bet outrights in designated events because it just is really hard to your point. It's, yeah, you could beat uh, Finau or Rom in Mexico, but can you get past the other 15 guys that are in there, you know, in the spot like this? Like they're, they're not going to Mexico. So you can fire down the board there with a little bit more confidence and give yourself some outs. You just can't really do that here at these designated events. So that we have to start there and, and Homa being sub 30 is, is the play for me. Yeah. I cashed him here too. This was one of those where we both hit it, except I bet it on like Wednesday at like 46 to one where you had like a 60. So I was, I remember I was like sad and happy. I'm sure the, <laughs> I'm sure the Germans have a word for that, but it was nice. It was awful. Nice getting a moment. And he's a guy we like, I mean, he's a, what do we want to say? Like he's a Twitter guy. 
he's all over he's all over social he's fun once in a while i mean he replies to the masses and he's got perspective now and he's an elite golfer like he's he's not in that top tier but he's so close he's so close like yeah. if he takes if he takes down a major over the summer it's it then he he should be talked about with the you know with the biggest names in in golf absolutely and i'd love to see that honestly i don't i don't hate his game at oak hill so <laughs> probably, I'm going to see what the prices are. There's probably going to be a bet. I, I didn't bet him here, but I'm probably going to be betting him uh, at the U.S. Open as we move closer. Or, excuse me, the PGA. I bet him at the U.S. Open in L.A. I bet that, I think I made that bet. In like yeah, December you made that a while ago. That's yeah. that's such a no-brainer, but it's yeah. also like, hey, it's L.A. He's a West yep. Coast guy. He wins on both coasts now, though. Um, that's the thing. Yep. Speaking of guys who win on only places that are completely surrounded by coast, I took a uh, I took a European here. Um, okay, a lot I of know where this is. I hated I hate it now because everybody took them. Like I haven't seen a preview article come across my timeline, and I don't click on all of them. But all the freaking preview articles are coming across. Got a picture of Victor Hovland on it. And I'm like, oh no, I don't believe in the oh he's mush and like he everybody's bad him and he can't win. Now we have a thing called community wins that happens that I, that that will happen. So I mean, everybody was on Homa. I mean, it, it was on a lot of cards last year. I remember a lot of people cashed with us. So <sighs> it sucks that everybody else likes him, and I'm, I'm worried about that. But I love him here. And we're starting to see some improvements in the short game. Like it's not good. It's not good yet. Like he's not good. If you you know, short game is around the green plus putting, and both of those he's below average, especially in a field like this. But it's getting better. Like you're seeing upticks. You're seeing if you actually watch him play, you're seeing like, hey, that was a good shot. That was a nice little flop. That was a nice little bump and run. Like he's starting to get it. He's actually it means he's actually working on it. And I mean, if you take that out, he's a top five ball striker. I mean, he just is. His and the way this course plays, the way his, you know, like I alluded to earlier, how does a certain player play this course with his skill set? His around the green and putting flush should be less noticeable. Uh, you know, I just, I need him to not screw up these big lag putts on a few of the greens where he has longer putts. And I think we're fine. He did very well here in his uh, 2021 debut. He top fived and he's played here before he's played well, but here before it, he's playing really good. Uh, it sucks that I wanted like a 22, but I, I'm still going to take him 19 to one. I think yeah, this guy's just waiting. Maybe he's this year's Homa. Where it's like, all right, now now he gets some bigger wins. But he's starting from such a higher baseline too. Like if we get uh, he yeah. pulls starts running off a few, he's going to be you know he'll be part of the, he'll make a big four. To be honest, because yeah. we're all expecting him to be to be great since he uh, came out of college. So I took the other mush guy this week. The other guy, if you don't have Victor Hovland, yeah. uh, if Hovland's not your cover boy, Cam Young is your cover boy, uh, and. I get why people are there. They're seeing some of the same stuff. We're talking about distance mattering really outside of Rory in terms of driving distance, carry distance. We're going to be looking at just Cam Young mashing the ball. Um, as we mentioned too, this is the other thing that applies to Homa. I think there's some pretty strong corollary to success at Torrey Pines and at Riviera. Um, Max has won at uh, both, which is pretty good. Um, we've seen some really nice performances from Cam Young too. Like he hasn't, you know, 
finally got into the winner's circle, but really strong performance at Torrey Pines. Um, same thing, almost won at Riv uh, two years ago when uh, when Neiman won that. So, And then the other thing here, which is interesting, is that we've seen what he did last year was just bomb and putt. He putted lights out all year. He's been really struggling with the putter, but really nice putting performances, both in match play um, and at Augusta. And now we have Paul Tesori on the bag. He made that change at the match play. Paul Tesori, longtime caddy of Webb Simpson. We used to bet Webb Simpson here all the time. He yeah. lives on the seventh hole. Paul Tesori lives in the area as well. He knows this course. Um, and again, I don't want to overrate that, but like a guy who has been just kind of flying by off of just pure skill with real no like caddy knowledge to lean into, Paul Tesori is just going to get Cam Young into a different spot. And I think that that's going to play itself out here this week in the, in the course that he knows really well. So yeah, Cam is mushed. I got 25s early Monday morning. I think you could still get 20s. Uh, but again, I think it's below 20 in some spots as well. Let me see what we got. 21 on Fandle. So Fandle's still best in market. Um, a lot of other places down at uh, below that. So yeah, Cam Young, the other mush of the week. Uh, but I, I get why people are on Cam Young and Victor Hovland this week. Just they hit the ball far. The ball striking can be pretty great when they're on. Yeah. And I will I will say Cam Young's pretty high in my list of guys where it's like, hey, his baseline is probably high. And if I find some matchups against guys that I think have a, you know, a wider distribution of scores, especially some long tails to the to the high score end, like I'm gonna use Cam Young in matchups. I probably I have looked at him at positional stuff. I just think the number sucks. Same thing with Hovland. It's like, ah, I'm gonna bet yeah. one of these guys, ain't I? So uh, it's not like I hate Hovland. I just hate betting on him. I, you know, it's it's the it's the inevitable like chip out of the rough that goes three feet. Like, oh no, you're still chipping. This sucks. That's or how just, I feel about Xander. Yeah, I like I, I bet, that's the thing. I've I've never won I, a bet I, on Xander. I'm not sure. I've, the only bet I've ever won on Xander, and I've brought this up multiple times, was when I just bet an American will win the gold medal, and. It was basically like, hey, here's a price for Morikawa that I think uh, also includes a couple other guys that might have a chance and ended up getting – that was my Xander outright, the Olympics. So I'm, I'm just off Xander for the rest of my life. Usually a, usually a West Coast swing, there's a couple Xander tickets. Maybe I should just stop stop doing that altogether. So. All right, my uh, my next guy here. Yeah, you're, you're – I can't hear you. My next guy is not that much further down the board. And I love this guy. This is a guy I love. This is a guy I like to cheer for. This guy I like to watch golf. I mean, he's been so close. And I, I feel good about not betting him recently. Oh, there we go. Noonan's back. He's moving again. He's giving the finger to, I don't know, the Mount Olympus or what, but... Internet um, gods. I don't know. The internet gods. This is a guy I like watching. I like cheering for. I enjoy him as a person, as a personality, but also very good golfer. He's been so close. He had three runner-ups last summer, four top tens this calendar year. He's playing really good golf. And I I don't love I don't I don't hate him anywhere. He's it's not the truest of Bermuda, but like he can win on the surface. He can win here. He can play well here. He has played, you know, well on comp courses. And it's just like, when I look at the all around, 
It's like, all right, off the tee, Hovland, great. Irons, and then obviously you have the around the green, bad. Same thing, like, hey, even at looking at Rory, it's like putting 50th, you know, in the field as far as over over a decent round. Like everybody seems to have one one stat that kind of sticks out that's a bit of a weakness, just doesn't have any deficiencies right now. All of them are all of the major four SG categories are pretty high over the last six months. He's just playing really good golf. And we're just, we're not getting that, uh, that pop out of him yet. So maybe this is the spot 28 to one. I think this should be closer to like 22. I think he's another one of those names that should be up a little higher towards, you know, like he, he should be, uh, him and Homa should be like 20. There's a couple guys that should be dropping down a little further. So Sungjae 28, pretty happy with that. I don't know if we get another runner up, I'm going to be pissed. Maybe I should add a top five to this. Yes, there's just nothing wrong in his game. Like lately, his long irons haven't been great, but that like historically is one of his strengths. So I think kind of be, you know betting on positive regression there, you're probably probably doing the right thing. So uh, the middle part of this board, I have not really engaged with, but I I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are because again, like talking about bombs having a difficulty getting there you get into like some of these guys they feel a little too short in like the 30 to 60 range an area that we typically like to bet into but um the one that i think is another mush guy that's interesting and the price is, is fairly good is sam burns um did you give burnsy a look is there anyone else in this range that you considered at all i did um i'm probably gonna use burns in matchups look at him for one and done I don't think that this isn't a bad spot for me here. It's a big purse, but he he's played well at courses like this. So I did, couldn't quite pull the trigger at the price. Yeah, it's a little, I don't know. There's some, it looked like it was bouncing Monday morning and then it kind of came back to earth. So um, Ricky is insane to me that Ricky is out there at 28. <laughs> um, uh, Ricky love is, is full on back for people that want to get on the Ricky train. Like you're paying the freight for sure. And again, like he's been playing really good golf. I get it. But uh, that is, that is really steep to me. Um, Tom Kim, Sahith, the gala, like, uh, you know, I like these guys. I'm excited about their future. Just haven't really seen it. Sahith is just like, I watch him. I want to root for him. He's good. I just never know when to click Sahith. Like the approach game is never really dialed in feels magic beans sort of stuff. Like, I don't know. This this range yeah. is, is tricky for me. I kind of skipped it. I did. I skipped a lot in there. I did have, uh, and I'll I'll let you have the closer then because I did bet, I did bet somebody in this range. I couldn't pull the trigger on this. Um, oh, this is acceptable though. This yeah, this is as far this is as far as I could go. So I just looked. I'm like, I'm like people are betting Ricky Fowler to win. Can't can't do it. Not a thing. I'm gonna actually physically take money and put this on i can bet ricky fowler to play well enough to be in the discussion he seems to be more focused i, I know this is not very like data driven stuff it's more of like watching him golf but the results are coming with it if you want the data top 20 finishes and six of his last eight stops that is the eight stops are basically this this calendar year Average finish of 20.5 this calendar year with zero missed cuts. And that includes a 54 at like the Amex or one of, one of the early ones. Basically for the last like seven tournaments he's played in, you know, actual real stroke play ones that we're counting, 
he's, his average finish is like 15th, man. He is just, he's not good enough to beat a designated field, I don't think. But he is damn, damn sure playing good fine golf right now. And I think he's yep. going to be in the mix. You look at it, you look at the rankings, and this is a discussion for a different day that happens on Twitter every day. But yeah, the OWGR is broken. It's not right. He's like the 60 best, 60th best golfer in the world. But if you look at some of the people that actually take some stats and how golfers are actually playing and look at it, Data Golf ranks him 27th. Um, and obviously that includes, I think, four or five live guys ahead of him that obviously aren't here. There's a few guys that are, aren't here. I think if you take the Data Golf rankings and pull out the people who aren't playing here, he's he's like right around 18th, 19th, 20th, somewhere in there. Uh, Golf Week Sagarin ranking 715. He's figured something out. He deserves to be talked about as like one of the 20 best golfers in the world at this little renaissance he's having in the mid, you know, he's 34, 35, but I mean, he's a lot of tread left on those tires and we've seen him play really good golf. I mean, it's the same discussion we had about Jordan Spieth two years ago, like, Oh no, he's done. Like Jordan Spieth is just never going to play. And we can always bet against him because he has a good name. And then he figured it out. He got some, some, something happens with a, you know, a new caddy, uh, like, you know, we see to, sorry, we're talking about a caddy already today, a new, yep. you know, a new training regimen, a new diet, a new trainer, you know, just whatever you're doing differently and, or just taking the game seriously again, after maybe figuring out the, I don't want to throw his wife under the bus, but I think, she, <laughs> I think she did ruin him for a while. I mean, the timing, the timing was very coincidental, Ryan, when suddenly Ricky wasn't a good golfer anymore. So uh, Ricky Fowler top 20 plus 160 or better. I like that because I seriously like just looking at how I think he can play even in a designated field. I think 20 is about his median finish and I'm getting a big plus number on that. I like to because I have no problem with, again, like he is playing consistently good golf and uh, deserves some attention for that. Again, I think the, you know, outright books or, you know, bookmakers are trying to get some outright money. And I, I like how you did it. And I think that's a pretty nice number. So no problem with that. Yeah, even, even some of the better numbers, like 40 to, I can't bet him 40 to one to win. No, this. you can't. You shouldn't. No, no. no. But I, I do like him in a positional, uh, positional matchup or, Honestly, if we if we get some matchups versus some people around his number, like give me a Thigala matchup, give me I don't know Keith Mitchell. Actually, I might I like Keith Mitchell a lot, so I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I use Ricky in matchups. For the for for right now, top twenty is a, a bet I love quite a bit. Yeah, I like Mitchell too. There's that like little pocket um, I want to ask about. And I think it's going to get some action. It probably will be where people go when they go down the board a little bit. Um, thoughts and prayers to the people that continue to back Gary Woodland. Uh, the Gary Woodland experience is a tough one to watch. The ball striking is tremendous. Course history here is nice. I understand why people will want to click Gary Woodland. If you have not been betting Gary Woodland, I think jump it. If you've been betting Gary Woodland and watching any of that, I understand why people would be hesitant to jump back in. The putting is so bad. And again, I know it's the old. I mean, just three footers. I mean, it was like me on the mini golf course. What are we doing here? Have you ever putted before? Like I had him last, I had him last week and it was, it was maddening because he, he had some really good stretches and then he just give it back or like give up scoring opportunities. Yeah. I'm, I'm off Woodland for a bit until we figure something out with the putting. Yeah. 
Uh, that little tier of uh, of Woodland, Keith Mitchell, Keegan Bradley, Wyndham Clark, I think is all pretty interesting. I think they all are nice course fits here, uh, all playing decent golf at certain times this this season. You know, I kind of like that tier. The other one is interesting to me that I wanted to talk about to see if it caught your eye at all. Just because Chris is way off market, uh, it's a name that I liked coming into the event, not a guy I typically bet, uh, but Chris is a very favorable number in terms, almost double what some of the other books are. Um, did you look at Tommy Fleetwood at all? A little bit. Um, okay. Just I, there's like 75. I mean, it was it was close. Another one yeah, where that's why I asked. Hey, hey, you give me a Tommy Fleetwood Gary Gary Woodland matchup at a decent price. Maybe that's something I'm looking at. Um, it was close, but again, I didn't want to go too far down the board in, in this one. Just it's another elevated event. I think. For the most part, you're just not going to get the you're not going to get a bunch of long shots winning these over the yep. course of the over the course of a full season. You're going to get like two long shots that win or almost win a designated event. Otherwise, it's going to be thirty and below, guys. Man, it just it just feels that way with the the level of golf we're seeing from the top tier. There's a strong top tier. It's not like we're in a weak spot for golf right now. Even with, you know, three or four of the top 20 players in the world, not even on tour right now. You know, it's uh, just depending how you feel about Neiman, I guess. But there's yeah. there's still such a strong upper crust, and they're here. I got room for one more up top. I don't know what I'm going to do with it or if I'm going to use it elsewhere. But I took one shot down the board in the outright market. And I thought the number was bad. I was looking early on Monday morning. It opened at 66 at a bunch of places. And then when Hoisbeck uh, came in, they offered a nice round 100 to one on Taylor Moore. Uh, Taylor Moore has been playing really well. Um, yeah. Again, now we won at Copperhead, which is, again, it wasn't a designated event. But actually, in terms of like the non-designated events, like they had a pretty good field. It's a tough course as well. Yeah, pe- people um, like people like going to that event. And that yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. That course is not easy. Yep. And then re- really just look at what he's done. I mean, T39 or better in seven of the past eight. Um, the past 24 rounds. Or you're going like the past 12 rounds. That doesn't even include the win at Copperhead. And he ranks fifth for me in my model this week. He extended out to 24 rounds. Um, he's still in like right around the top 12. He is popping in the top 25 in long par four scoring, which we have a bunch of this week. Short game is really strong. Driving distance is excellent. Uh, and then the par five scoring as well, he's taking advantage of. So um, I like him to T40 and get that at minus 110. Uh, and then I sprinkled the 100 to one because I think it's just a bad number. And he's proven he can win at tough golf courses. So for Taylor Moore to win twice uh, in like, you know, six weeks, probably a stretch. Uh, but again, when there's 66 is out there, I'm willing to give a little bit of uh, pizza money to 100 to one to see if he can do it again. So yeah, I mean there were there were some deep numbers I looked at like I, I Siwoo at a, a big price. Yeah, I, yep. I mean I looked at the Taylor Moore. There's a hundred still out there for me. Davis Riley 120. Like there, there's some big numbers. Like I can't do this here. And with you know with you like you're saying you bet the top 40 and then the yep. little little sprinkle on the 100 to one just in case. Which is yeah, God, he's, been, he's been playing well. That's where I was at with the. I mentioned this too. I, I don't think I can do it with Ricky, but boy, that hurts your heart when you have just like a top forty price and the guy's playing. He's like in the second to last group on Sunday. You're just mad that you don't have now, right? Yeah, I didn't. It was. I mean, it wasn't like a massive price on Hadwin in the uh, the, 
the team play at Zurich. But I was pissed that I bet top 20s and the guy was leading. Uh, at that point, you're cheering against him like somebody else. Like, I can't, can't have this in my life. So, yeah, you don't you don't need to you don't need the tilt. Put a small bet on on, on a bet like that, especially if you think the price is just wrong. Well, that's, that's the thing, the, right? That's the that's the whole basis of sports betting. I think this price is wrong. Yeah, the uh, each way that I have it domestic with Bet Rivers, their outright number is sixty six. So at this point, I'd rather just take the hundred, you know, straight up, and then just you know get. Uh, you know, basically minus 110 on a T40. So I don't even need him to to like really flirt with the top. I just need him to play well. Like I said, T39 or better in seven of eight. And we're getting him, you know, at minus 110 here to do it again, to keep the train rolling. So uh, again, just leaning on guys that, that have that distance advantage this week, those long irons. Like I feel like there's some predictability in terms of what matters here. Now you can get around here without the massive distance, but man, you're like, it, the narrow, it's just so much thinner in terms of what you need to do in terms of the rest of your game, tee to green, if you don't have that distance. You know, you got to be really dialed in with those long irons. You got to scramble your face off. It just is harder to do. So for me, I'm just kind of trying to take that out of play. I want to lean on guys that can uh, that can push you down there a little bit further. So that'd be in it somewhere I would go if I was doing what Andy's doing and looking at matchups. See if there's some guys priced at the top of the board that maybe are a little bit shorter. Uh, that also maybe struggle around the greens, like a, like a Morikawa, for instance. Like again, Morikawa could just absolutely be dialed in with his irons, and it won't even matter. But nope. it's gonna be pushed back a little bit further than some of these guys. If he's not scrambling really well or putting really well, then you can get in a spot where he's at a disadvantage to some of the longer guys. Yeah, that's where I'm at. So I don't know if I have a whole lot more to say. I mean, we did a tight forty today. I don't uh, – we already kind of talked about bombs. There's not a lot that I want to add. I'm going to do matchups. Uh, I have, like, nine yeah. more meetings today somehow. I don't know how my Tuesday got so fucked. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, once I'm done with all that, I'm going to get it, dig into matchups and play up some stuff in the Discord later. And like Ryan mentioned, if you want to get in the Discord, 20 bucks a month. Honestly, keep your eye out. There's promo codes floating all over for that anyway. If you want to save a few bucks on that, I would suggest that I do see some people doing weekly and like, I don't want to cost us money here, but weekly is like 10 bucks, which is nice. Hey, you want to just do a week or two? That's fine. But monthly is 20 bucks. It is. Well, I, I guess the yearly one is probably the best value if you want to drop 200, but the monthly, the monthly sub being 20 bucks, it's like $5 a, a, a tournament. I think that's very reasonable to use the tools to get in the Discord, ask the questions, and take advantage of seeing what everybody else is betting on. So, uh, yeah, go over to betspreadsgolf.com right at the top right. You can click uh, subscribe. And like we said, 20 Bones. And 20 Bones gets you the PGA Championship, which is in three weeks. So monthly subs right now get you a major at this point, as well as uh, Byron Nelson next week. I don't remember what's – is that it? Is it Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson, and then a major? We right think, into it? I think that's it. Yeah. And then, and then uh, yeah, Colonial. Yeah. I pull up and look at the schedule, but my uh, computer probably shut down in uh, my house. Yeah, the Charles Schwab Challenge, Schwab. May 25th. Yeah. And then the memorial starts on June 1st. So if you sign up today, you'd get like one day of the memorial. Maybe sign up tomorrow. Or just let yes. your sub 
keep renewing, guys. That's how it works. That's how, that's how we keep the lights on. So appreciate it. If you watch this on YouTube, please do the thumbs up. Please subscribe, rate, review, comment with who you think wins. We'll do a contest uh, coming up. Not like one where you can win. I can't give away anything great. Like you can win a round with Lee. Uh, play with, uh, I'm trying to read and talk at the same time. Win a round with Paige. I think those are all spoken for, but I can give away some free subs, some free gear, some shit like that. Maybe we'll do something like that where uh, we do some comments on the YouTube stream or some uh, leave some reviews on the podcast and we'll give something away. So I'll, uh, I'll brainstorm something for me, for Noonan, for Producer Dan. For everyone here at Betsports Golf, we'll catch you next week.